Anyone here ever have a little bit of trouble following rules on occasion? I certainly do when I'm working on the computer and trying to put in a program or something, and it tells me to click here, and I click here, and it tells me I clicked in the wrong place. That's not the rule that I'm supposed to be following. I think this catches all of us sometimes. I recently read a story that kind of shows how somebody misunderstanding rules can have some interesting consequences. It seems that there was a DPS trooper on the side of the road doing what they do, waiting for speeders to come through so they could catch them and give them a ticket. But instead, somebody comes along, poking along very, very slowly. The trooper recognizes that can be as dangerous as speeding. So he turns on his lights, pulls up alongside of the car, and looks inside the car and sees five elderly people, two in front and three in back. All but the driver seemed to be kind of white-faced and quiet. But the driver looks up at him and says, Trooper, what did I do wrong? I, I wasn't speeding. And the trooper says, no, you weren't speeding, but you were going too slow, and that could be dangerous. He says, no, but you're wrong. I was going 22 miles an hour. Exactly what that sign says, the speed limit. <laughs> the trooper kind of keeps himself from giggling too much and says to the driver, um, Driver, that's the highway route sign. <laughs> the, the, the speed limit's that one that's a little further. Can you see that? He's, oh, the driver been embarrassed. Says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'll try to follow that the next time. But the trooper looks down the car and says, um, before you go on, sir, can you tell me, is everybody in here okay? They all white? and haven't said it in a word the entire time we've been here. The driver looks up and says, oh, they'll be okay, they'll be okay. We just got off Route 119. <laughs> you know, we don't make that kind of mistake very often in our lives, but the truth is that scripture and religion can be just as confusing sometimes. There are 631 rules in the Old Testament alone. Now, <clears throat> that can take a lot of interpretation. John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist Church, realized that sometimes those things could cause more problems and get people more confused. They have so many rules. And so he looked into the Bible and understood the spirituality and the meaning and the interest in the Bible and he condensed it, all of those rules down to what he calls three simple rules. Three rules that are not necessarily simple to, to take out, to do, but three rules that can be remembered well. Three rules that can get us closer to the heart of Scripture. Three rules that, although simple, cover a lot of spiritual ground, and three rules that we can remember. Today, our world is an even more confusing place. And the world is changing so fast that it is just as important today as it was 300 years ago to have some simple rules to give us guidance. John Wesley and the people that followed him and used these simple rules, history tells us, changed the world. 
They changed the world, at least in Europe and in England, and made a difference to the entire continent. I think they are just as useful to us today. The first rule is do no harm. Wesley said it like this, do no harm, avoid evil of every kind, especially that which is generally practiced. If you think about it, a few of the things that are generally practiced today that are so different than they were before are, of course, some of them are tied to the internet. And those harmful posts that people do that hurt people, that is so prevalent today and can be so harmful. We hear about it on the news. We hear about people that have harmed themselves because of those awful posts. Another thing that is very prevalent today is greed. The search for money and the need to acquire money causes so many people to do harm to others. Of course, there is also some of the things that we, harms that are larger than that, such as harms such as uh, violating any of the Ten Commandments, do not steal, do not commit adultery, do not murder, etc. Um, the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ is that God wants us to experience a good life and live life in the present, committed to God's purpose. And one thing Wesley was said, that it is anything that steers us away from God and God's purpose is doing harm. Have you ever wondered why we harm people? Psychiatrists tell us that one of the main reasons people harm people is because of their own personal insecurity. There's a saying that says, people that have been harmed harm people. And that is very true. And, and tells us a lot about some of the other problems we have. We keep harming others because we ourselves are hurting and we want to feel better. The first simple rule calls for a halt to that kind of harming. The first simple rule tells us that you can control, you can't control, excuse me, you can't control the others, way others hurt you, but you can control your reaction and you can control what to do. You can say, hurting stops here, today. It sounds tough, but we as Christians are told to follow the narrow path. And that narrow path gives us the directions that we need. For Christians, anger, vengeance, and hurting are unacceptable. We are to do no harm. Period. But John Wesley said that's not the only rule that we need. John Wesley's second rule is to do good. And it's up there on the board, but I want to read it. Exactly what he said, and I love this one. Do all the good you can, by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as you ever can. That's a lot of can-dos, but it is what we as Christians should do. Wesley went on to say, do good to all by giving food to the hungry, 
clothed to the naked, by visiting and helping those that are sick or in prison. First, caring is to take care of people's physical and bodily needs. As Methodists, we recognize that as one of our key principles. And you know, I am so proud that this church has done, is doing, and will do that so very, very well. We have people to give their time to go help with helping hands to feed those people. We have people to give their money and their time to go with the pharmacy to help feed those 350 families that I talked about earlier. We've had people go to Guatemala to take care of orphans. We have people, we have, this is going to be announced three times maybe, but if we're proud of it, we have youths that are going to San Antonio today to help people reconstruct damaged homes. This is a church that has a history and a DNA of really understanding this world of first do good. And we continue to do that. So, um, we should also do good by caring for people's souls. He thought you should take time to really speak and listen to other people. Jay talked about that very eloquently last week and told us about how we could do that. And we should do that. And that was what Wesley had in mind. I don't know about you, but sometimes I get caught up in my daily routines. And I'm so busy checking off my to-do list. Oh, gosh, that feels good when it gets done, right? But sometimes we do that instead of taking care of people's souls. Sometimes we simply run into people and the exchange is, Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. Thanks. And we go on to the next thing, right? When we really don't know if maybe that might have been the only chance that somebody might have had to talk to a person of faith that day and to have that, that, that learning experience comes with that kind of exchange. I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel like Martha in the Bible story, if you haven't heard of it. Martha and her sister Mary were having a visit from Jesus. And Martha was the one checking off her to-do list. You know, is the food prepared? Is the restroom clean? I guess they had that. Is everything in place where it's supposed to be? Supposed to do this, supposed to do that? But Mary took the time to sit at the feet of Jesus, to listen to Jesus, and to honor Jesus. And Margaret wasn't very happy about Mary not helping, but Jesus was happy that Mary was participating as a Christian. And sometimes that's what we have to do as people. Instead of scurrying on to do the next thing or the next thing or the next thing, we should do as Jay told us to do and take time to really listen to people and exchange with people. Each of us can do that. And Wesley urged us to do it not once every year or once every month, but they said, Wesley said, there is scarce any possible way of doing good for which there is not a daily occasion. We should strive to do good daily. 
We do not have to wait until circumstances cry out for relief of suffering or to correct some wrong. We can decide my way of living will come down to the side of doing good to all in every circumstance and every way that I can. We can decide I will choose a way of living that nourishes good and strengthens the community. And that will make a difference. The third rule of John Wesley, most critical rules, I believe, is stay in love with God. It's not honor God. It's not listen to God. It's not follow God. It's stay in love with God. I think that's what Jesus meant when he said the most important commandment was love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The first two rules are indeed very important. But the truth is none of us can heal ourselves spiritually without staying in love with God. Now you may ask yourself, staying in love with God now, what does that mean? I shared a little bit of that with the children this morning. And I'll tell you, I, I did that partly because I read where children were asked, how do you spell love? And the way they spelled love was T-I-M-E, time. That's how you show love. That's how you receive love. And that's true with staying in love with God. Exactly how do we do that? Well, we're here. That's certainly a major part of, of that. Participating with our church community in worship is part of it. It's also studying the Bible and the scriptures. It's staying and participating with the church and it's taking of the Lord's Supper. Those are all things that are physical that we do mostly in these buildings. But staying in love with God requires even more than that. What's it wants us to stay in, in love with God permanently? The staying in love with God, simple rule, looks different for each of us because each of us is unique. Nonetheless, there are some common essentials for all of us. We do those things we talk about, including or to impair it. It also includes some, doing some act of goodness and taking opportunities to share with and learn from others who seek to follow the way of Jesus. It is through practicing these spiritual disciplines that we find the courage, strength, and direction to walk faithfully and with integrity in the way of Jesus, which is how we stay in love with God. Three simple rules, easily understood and practiced by everyone every day of our lives when our focus is on Jesus. Three simple rules we practice every day when our focus is on Jesus. It's a good it's a way of living, the sound that guards our lives from evil and causes us to do good and be able to stay in love with God in this world and the next. A way of living that promises a way to claim our full inheritance as children of God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for this day we have to serve you, Lord. Lord, we are overwhelmed by your goodness and mercy to us, and we are grateful for another day to be the light of all those around us. 
Lord, help us to stay in love with you and remind us daily to help others and to do no harm. We pray all these things in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.